right. Welcome, everyone. This is Christy Balsells. Today is the 4th of December, 2009. It's our last meeting for 2009, and in perfect timing for the holidays, I'm excited to welcome Joan Chelleby with us today. Um, our special guest, Joan, is a certified life coach, a special needs mom, and she's the author of the book, Overwhelm No More, which I was really excited to um, talk with Joan and hear a little bit about her very practical um, approach and of advice to learning to find joy in the holiday season. I know I can speak for myself when I say that I get overwhelmed this time of year by the expectations I have of myself and the expectations people have of me and the things that I feel pressured to do. And so I think it's a great time for us to all regroup and get connected and rejuvenated with Joan. Really excited to have Joan with us today. Joan, is there anything else you'd like to say about yourself before we go right into our topic? Joan, are you there? I'm still here. Are okay. There? Yep, we were there. We couldn't hear you, so oh, go ahead, okay. Joan. Sorry. No, I was just saying, I think you covered it all, and um, I'm just excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Welcome. So, um, so Joan, we're all just eagerly anxious to know what can we do to try to, you know, keep keep a check on the energy budget this year? Um, so maybe you could just jump right in, help us a little bit. Absolutely. Um, I missed your introduction. Um, I, I just called in at 12:15, so I'm not sure how much you already said um, about today. Uh, but I thought what we could talk about is some tips for specifically for the holidays and actually the things that we're going to talk about. Um, we could use year-round, um, but especially for the holidays, these things become. Uh, really key. Um, so uh, I think the first thing that uh, we should bring up is the idea of taking care of yourself during the holidays um, because, you know, whether you're a parent or an adult or a caregiver um, with mitochondrial disease, you know, the holidays can be really exhausting. Um, and yet we feel all this pressure to, um, you know, to, to do all these extra things that are on our plates uh, during the holiday season. So life is already, you know, hectic enough, uh, but then when you add in all the extra things that go on during the holiday season, um, even though they may be fun and exciting and enjoyable, um, there are extra things on our plate. So, you know, the tendency is to put ourselves on the back burner and our own self-care on the back burner. Um, and I think it's important to remember that, um, you know, there's this oxygen mask analogy where um, if you've been on an airplane and you know as it's uh, taking off, the flight attendant's doing the, the speech that they give about safety, and they hold up a, a, an oxygen mask and they say, you know, if this pops down um, during your, your flight, if you're traveling with children, um, you know, put yours on first and then help your children with theirs, even though our instinct would be to help the others first and then put our oxygen mask on last. But we can't do that. Because if you're passed out from lack of oxygen, you're no good to anybody, right? Mm -hmm. And, uh, and uh, I do use a lot of parenting analogies when I, when I talk because I mostly work with, with parents of children with special needs. But, you know, these are things that, uh, that we do regardless of whether we have children or whether we ourselves are dealing with these challenges. Um, it, it's across the board. Um, so, you know, if you think about all the things that you do for others, make sure that you balance that with the things that you're doing for yourself. So make sure you're getting enough sleep. Uh, make sure you're eating well. So many of us kind of skimp on, you know, the good food and the good nutrition uh, when we're in a hurry. 
Um, make sure you're sipping water throughout the day. That gives you a lot of energy. Um, make sure you're taking small moments to take deep breaths. Uh, that's a big one throughout the day. Um, and I like to, when I work with clients, I like to uh, check in on, on them when I first start working with them. Uh, these are the things we check in with first. Uh, because if you don't have these basics laid down as your foundation for balanced living, um, then all the other strategies that we could talk about, the time management and you know, the, the management of your roles and responsibilities, all that stuff, you're not going to get the full benefit of those strat strategies if you're not taking care of yourself first. Um, so, you know, one of the first things I'll tell folks is, you know, when you begin your morning, take about 30 seconds to take three really deep breaths. Just kind of focus yourself, center yourself, and, and prepare yourself mentally and emotionally for the day. Um, that makes a huge difference. Just that one little thing, 30 little seconds out of your morning, can, it can literally change your life. I've had clients, you know, call me after trying that for a few days and saying, this is making a huge difference for me. Um, so try that. See how it works for you. Do it. And then, you know, any time during the day when you feel a little stressed out or you're starting to feel a little overwhelmed, take a little 30-second time out and take your deep breaths. It can really, really help. It gives you that little energy boost, uh, and it gives you that sort of, you know, reset that you might need during the day. We can all take a deep breath right now. Yeah, right? everybody can all breath. <laughs> practice that right now. And I guess I would say to add for, um, particularly for those of you who, are directly affected by mitochondrial disease. You know, you've probably heard me talk before to say it's just really important that you give yourself that time and that you really you have to carve out that time to recharge. You know, you won't ignore the um the phone when it's on red and no bars are left of the battery. You'll plug it back in. You can't ignore um, your body's signals when you're starting to get low on battery also. And as much time as it takes to recharge, take it so that you don't have the rebound um, crash, That's you know, right. um, a few days later. Right. Absolutely. So taking your care of yourself is really, really important. Um, you know, taking that time to recharge um, you know, it might be really hard to break away from whatever you're trying to accomplish to take that time for yourself, um, but you'll find that in the long run, um, that'll be something that uh, will really have, uh, but be much more beneficial than uh, than trying to tough it out. Okay. Great. So yeah, let's let's keep going, Joe. Alrighty. So um, you know, another thing that I talk about during the holidays is that it's really important to sort out what matters most to you during the holidays and what doesn't. And it's really important to weed out anything uh, that you do every year that you don't really need to be doing or maybe you don't even want to be doing. Um, you know, be on the lookout for those things. Sometimes we kind of do those things automatically without thinking about it. So, you know, a lot of what I do when I work with folks is I uh, coach people to be their own observer. Because uh, a lot of times we just kind of go through the motions of things without really thinking about, gee, should I really be doing this or should I really be spending my time elsewhere? Um, it's hard to sort of take that step back and um, think about your own time and your own actions. Um, but if you start to observe yourself and, you know, give yourself sort of that double layer of, of observation, um, you'll start to notice that there are things that you you do that you don't even really need to be doing or want to be doing and those are the things to just weed out. Or, you know, you can temporarily take a break for them. You can put them on, uh, you know, a, a sort of mental shelf for another year if you'd like. 
Um, but you don't have to do everything every year. Um, you know, do you need to take out every single decoration and, and put, it, put them all up? Uh, maybe not. Maybe you could just rotate, you know, just Thank do you. a few things um, each, uh, each year. Um, do you need to make every single kind of cookie? Or could you just pick three favorites and just make those three? Or just pick one favorite and make those? Or if you really don't have time to make cookies, it's okay. You know, give yourself permission to allow yourself to be able to say, you know what, I have a limited amount of time. My energy level is limited, and I really need to focus on the things that matter most to me. And if that means, you know, skipping the cookie making and, you know, getting store-bought cookies so that you can spend that time instead doing something else that maybe you enjoy with your family um, or friends or something you like to do on your own, um, it's okay to make those choices. Sometimes those choices can be a little hard. Um, it, you know, prioritizing is never really very easy, um, and sometimes it involves making some tough decisions. Um, but it's important. Weed out the things that, uh, that you don't necessarily need or want to be doing um, in your holiday season. So, for example, if you're you know, asked to, um, here again is a, a parent example, but you can apply this to the work world um, or just to daily life. If, uh, if you were asked to you know, bake brownies for the school holiday bake sale or maybe there's something going on at work, a fundraiser that you're asked to participate in, um, it's really okay to be able to say, you know, I'm not going to be able to fit that in this year. Um, and, you know, the person who asks you will move on to the next person and ask them. Um, they'll, they'll live, <laughs> and so it's really okay to say no. Um, and sometimes you have to practice that ahead of time. So if you, ca if you know right now that there's something coming up that you're going to be asked to do or something coming up that you're, you know, kind of on the fence about, you know, uh, whether you're going to do it or not, um, rehearse it a little bit in your mind. Maybe even rehearse it out loud. Uh, do a little role playing and, and uh, you know practice what you're going to say uh, when you when that situation arises, um, so that you'll be prepared and, and you won't be kind of scrambling for the words at the last minute. You'll you'll already know and you'll be poised and confident uh, when you have to have that conversation. Um, you know, and related to that is is an idea that um, you know one of the things you can do when when you're speaking with people, and this could be in general. It doesn't have to be just for the holidays. When you're speaking with people about um, you know, limitations you may be facing, um, you know, things that you really just can't do. Um, it, you know, it often helps to have sort of an elevator speech prepared. I coach people sometimes to sort of take a page from the business world and, um, you know, have things prepared in advance that you can say so that you won't always be put in this awkward position of, oh, my gosh, what do I say? This person's asking me if I want to do something and, and I have to say no and I don't know how to say it and, that can feel really awkward and it can be very stressful. Um, and, you know, stress in turn drains your energy more. Um, so what you would ideally want to, have, want to have handy, you know, memorize even in your head. You can take some time and memorize this. is what they call an elevator speech, uh, which is a little 30-second speech. Um, in the business world, the elevator speech is, you know, in a nutshell, what you do. Uh, if, if you were in an elevator with somebody and they said, oh, so, you know, what do you do? I see you work for such and such. What do you do? Um, you know, in the time that you're in the elevator with that person, what would you tell them, the most important points? Um, so, you know, you can apply that same, uh, same kind of thing to your own situation. Um, you know, well, this is, you know, what I'm dealing with. Um, you know, these are the limitations I face sometimes, and, you know, this particular thing just isn't going to work for me or just isn't going to fit in right now. Um, and it's okay to say those things, and it's great to have it prepared in advance 
Um, another thing that's, you know, again, taken from the business world is the, uh, the idea of talking points. Um, you know, and it's worth just sitting down sometime when you have a free minute or two and just brainstorming a little list of the things that you would want somebody to know um, if they extended an invitation to you and you couldn't do it um, or if you, you know, were asked to do something and you just couldn't fit it in. Um, have some talking points memorized so that if you needed to provide further explanation, if the person was really confused and had maybe never heard of mitochondrial disease before, um, you'd have just a few um, sort of stock phrases that you could bring into the conversation. Um, and that helps you to just carry on the conversation in a very matter-of-fact way, um, you know, very open, honest, confident way um, that will help the person understand and also help you um, to feel good about um, not being able to participate in every single thing that you're asked to do or invited to do. Does that make sense, Christy? It does, and I think um, the 30-second speech is an idea that um, perhaps we who um, have to explain mitochondrial disease mm -hmm. over and over again can right. embrace because um, one thing that I get feedback about and, and I even do it myself is that, you know, especially during the holidays if you're interacting with um, people family, friends, meeting new people, and you have to explain mm -hmm. what it is. And for, um, for many of our kids and for the adult patients, you look so good on the outside yes. that then it's really um, frustrating to have to say, I need to leave early, or my child can't do that, or I really can't eat that, or no, I can't do that again tomorrow, or whatever the situation may be, right. because you look so good on the outside, and so folks just assume. The elevator speech is um, really, it's really sitting down and writing out yeah. and almost kind of timing yourself and practicing so that you have, you have the verbiage ready to go. And what's nice about that is that it takes the emotional response um, and the emotional burden of you feeling like you need to explain yourself. That's right. Away, because you already have an answer. Right. And your answer is your answer, and you, you know what it is, and you've practiced it. And so then you don't have that emotional response of, oh, I had to explain myself, and, um, and I was tired, or I was trying to deal with my children, or what have you at the same time. So um, I think that's a great suggestion, Joan. And you can have somebody in your family help you or a friend help you memorize it so you can practice it with them. And, you know, it's a little bit of an investment of time and effort, but once you get this down, uh, it's going to save you. I mean, it's exhausting. I, I know, you know, when I work with um, parents, you know, they're often having to explain for their children's behavior or explain, you know, why their children can't do certain things. And, you know, many, many children face, uh, you know, the same issue where their disabilities are what they call, you know, hidden disabilities or invisible disabilities where, you know, on the outside – uh, the child may look fine, um, but uh, yet they're having these you know, either limitations or behavior issues or, or what have you. Um, and, you know, for the parents, it's exhausting. You have to explain this thing over and over again, and it really does get tiring. So, you know, save yourself that, that whole conundrum and, uh, you know, take the time to memorize the thing, and it will just kind of fly off your tongue when you need it. Um, and, uh, you know, people sometimes will ask me, well, doesn't that sound a little – over-rehearsed or, you know, doesn't it sound a little weird when you come out with this memorized thing in response to somebody's questions? And, you know, yes and no. Um, you know, if it does sound a little rehearsed or, or automatic, I think that's okay. 
Um, and secondly, when you're usually when you're in a conversation with somebody, you know, you have your stock elevator speech, and then you know if there are you just kind of automatically you know in a conversation customize it a little bit, or you know um, you can answer further questions certainly. Um, but it's just really nice to not have to think about it. It's just there. So um, great advice, and actually everyone is not muted right now. So um, if anyone has any kinds of um, comments or um, questions, feel free to jump in. Great. So um, Absolutely. Okay, super, Joan. Great. What else do you have to offer for us? Well, closely related to the idea of weeding out the things that you don't need or don't want in your holiday season um, is to you know, focus on the things that really do matter to you. So here you want to kind of think in the opposite direction. Um, take a minute to visualize your holiday season um, to kind of mentally go through um, you know, what you usually do each holiday season, and, uh, and think about the things that are the fondest memories for you or your favorite things to do, um, and you know, maybe even you know, jot down a little brainstorm list of, uh, of your favorite things about the holiday season, and then circle the ones that really mean the most to you, the, the things that uh, if you didn't do those, it just wouldn't be the same wouldn't really be the holiday season without these particular, say, two or three things. Um, and those are the things that you want to focus on most. Those are the things you want to get to no matter what because you want to continue your traditions. You want to continue, you know, the meaningful parts of your holiday. Um, and, you know, keep those at the forefront of your mind. You might even take an index card or a pretty holiday card and write those two or three things on the card and post it up somewhere so that, you know, when you find yourself getting bogged down in things that you don't really need or want to be spending your time on, um, you can glance back at that card or you can remember those three, two or three things in your mind uh, and you can say, okay, I'm making time and space in my life so that I can do these things, make sure that I get to these particular things. Um, and they can be very small. They don't have to be big things. It doesn't have to be, you know, throwing a holiday party or, you know, anything like that. It can be something as simple as... Um, I'll give you an example from my family's life. Um, we have a little, um, I wish I knew what to call these things. They're these little angels uh, that spin around when you light the candles underneath them. Um, hopefully people know what I'm talking about. And every year our family uh, picks a night. It's a different night every year. It's not necessarily a set date. Uh, but we find an evening when we know we're all home and, you know, we have a few minutes. And we all t we turn off all the lights and we light the candles under the angels and they start spinning around. When they spin around, they um, they hit some little bells, so it makes a pretty little ding ding noise. And it's just a magical moment for us. We we all th all four of us are you know gathered around this little angel thingy, and uh, we just this this silence falls as we're listening to the bells and watching the angels you know start to go faster and faster. And it's just this little magical moment for us that, you know, if we didn't do that every year, we would miss it terribly. It's just this uh, very meaningful thing for us and, and a way for us to share um, a special moment in the holidays. So find the little things like that that make your holidays special and, uh, and keep those in mind as the things that you are making time for and are saving your energy for in your holiday season. Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then another thing about the holidays is that we are often – holding ourselves to impossibly high standards. Um, and this is a, a tough one to let go of, but I want to encourage folks to let go of those impossibly high standards. 
some people call this perfectionism. Um, I tend to stay away from that word just because, you know, realistically, none of us thinks we could be perfect. We all know nobody's perfect. But yet we do. We hold ourselves to these standards that no human being could ever meet, you know, most of the time. Um, and it's, I think these, these images of perfection are all around us, especially during the holidays. You know, we see the image of the perfect family, uh, the perfect house, the perfect table setting. Um, you know, this stuff is all around us in the holiday season. We feel the pressure to find the perfect presence. Um, so, you know, try to take a step back from all of that and, um, you know, not just allow yourself, but ask yourself this, you know, can I please hold myself to some more reasonable standards? And as you practice this, it does take practice, uh, but as you practice this, you'll find that it becomes easier and easier to do. Um, so take some of that pressure off of yourself. Um, and, and this will make, this is it's sort of a mindset that will make all of the other tips that we've already talked about so much easier. You know, if you're not holding yourself to impossibly high standards, then it's a lot easier to weed out the things in your holiday season that, you know, really don't need to be there. Um, it's a lot easier to focus only on those things that matter to you most in the holiday season. Um, so, you know, keep that in mind. You, you don't have to be like the uh, museum-quality museum decor and, and uh, the perfect family that you may see on TV and, and things like that. Um, and that can go a long way right there. Okay. Great. And just to remind everybody, if you feel more comfortable, you can use star six to mute and unmute your line since um, we weren't able to mute everyone for this part. Um, you can use that on your phone. Star six will mute and unmute your phone. So um, super. Any? Let's take a pause here. Does anybody want to jump in with any um, questions or comments at this point? I guess I'd like to say that I, I love that phrase, uh, I give myself permission to. Mm -hmm. It's really empowering. Yes. I think that's especially important this time of year. Um, I think it's important for um, anyone who has a child with special needs, especially a child with mitochondrial disease, because it's so unpredictable. And I think it's you know, crucially important if you're an adult patient to um, to adjust the expectations. I think that we all fall prey to letting other people dramatically influence um, what we feel the expectation is for ourselves. And um, this is this is kind of about stepping back and really making sure that the expectations are at the end of the day, at the end of the week, at the end of this month, are going to serve you the best. Um, and not everybody else. Um, all right. Well, super. Thanks for that comment. And please feel free to keep jumping in, guys. Um, Joan? I, I have a comment. Um, yeah, go ahead. We just spent 11 days a week ago at the Cleveland Clinic, and we had Thanksgiving at, you know, the hospital, and it was our first real holiday in all the years she's been in the hospital. How do you deal with, um, I guess, like, everybody was very supportive, but the – I don't know how to, like, family members, um, you know, they they forget that you're stuck in a little tiny room, and they call to see how, like, my child's doing, but then they just go on a tangy about all the other things that are stressing them out. And I don't want to be, like, rude, like, I really don't care, mm -hmm. you know, but I really want to be a good friend or a good sister-in-law and listen and figuring that they do have stress too, and but in a nice, polite way, how do you say, you know, 
you know, I really don't want to hear this right now mm-hmm. <laughs> without offending family and friends that, you know, that they don't recognize the fact that they don't understand when you have a chronically ill child. And like you said, with mitochondria, it could change tomorrow, it could change tonight. And they just, some of my family and friends just don't get it. And it's been years that we've been dealing with it, but I just like, this past Thanksgiving was so, so much stress on my husband and I, and we just really, how do you politely tell people, you know, you really don't want to hear about what's going on with you. Uh, that's a common problem, um, you know, when uh, when somebody has, you know, something, you know, really pressing in their lives and, and you know, very urgent and, and serious, um, and then you have to listen to, you know, family, friends, neighbors, what have you, um, talking about the things that stress them out, and you just think to yourself, well, I wish I had those problems. Exactly. Right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, I handle that, and feel free, anybody else who has, has suggestions as well, because I'd love to hear what, what other people have, do in this situation. Um, you know, some of the things you can do are um, changing the subject. <laughs> okay. You know, just kind of jump in the first chance you get and say, oh, yeah, well, that must be horrible. So you know what happened the other day, blah, 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 you know, and just kind of keep going. Um, you know, that's that's one way to do it, is just kind of steer the conversation. Um, you can, you know, sort of take charge of the conversation and show some leadership in the conversation um, by, you know, just kind of steering it on a more positive course or maybe um, just something away from, you know, those kinds of things. Um you know, sometimes I will even, in my own small way, you know, not to be overbearing, but uh, I will mention um, something that's, that's positive, either about the particular thing the person is complaining about, such as, well, yeah, that sounds really bad, but at least it's not blah, blah, blah. You know, you know it could be worse, that kind of thing. Um, you know, uh, for instance, if uh, someone is you know, complaining about the uh, limited hours at uh, our, our town dump, <laughs> that was one of the things that came up. Uh, recently in a conversation I was having, and, um, you know, like you, I didn't really feel that that was particularly significant compared to some other things. That I had just gotten off the phone with a, a client who, you know, was in a uh, very serious situation with with, uh, with their family, and, uh, you know, coming from that to complaining about dump hours, <laughs> I just, you know, it was just kind of grating on me a little bit, so, you know, I, I said, well, it's nice that we have a dump because, um you know, back when I was a kid, we didn't have that, and you know, blah blah blah. So, you know, sometimes you can um, stay on the subject, but kind of steer it to a more positive, or a more uh, um, a bent that's more has more perspective to it. You know what I mean? Um, so that's a possibility. Uh, I think that um, it's really important to choose who you surround yourself with, absolutely. and I think that family is a really it's a tough one because you kind of expect especially around the holidays. You know, here's Thanksgiving, you're in the hospital. Mm -hmm. Well, you'd expect that your family would be the first people to understand what you're going through and to go out of their way to make sure that you guys feel included and, you know, supported. And, And then when they fall short, it's even more of an emotional blow um, for you. In reality, I think sometimes family is the last person. They're the last people to really understand. And, you know, at that time, you're probably a better use of your energy is to get connected to that other person that you know that either has Mito or has a kid with special needs who has spent a holiday in the hospital. I bet 50% of the people on the phone right now have spent a holiday in the hospital. I know I've spent 
a very terrible Easter thinking my daughter was going to die. And unless you've gone through that, your family simply cannot relate to what you're feeling. And so surrounding yourself with people who don't have to make such an effort to understand what it is that you're facing because they know they can truly be empathetic I think is really important. You have to give yourself permission, though, to let go of those um, expectations of your family and yeah. um, and kind of re, you know, change who it is that you feel um, might be there for you. And it's totally okay to say, you know, I can't talk right now. You know, kind of pinpoint if there's a particular person or particular people that you know do this chronically. Um, you know, it's okay to limit your time with them. It's you know, that's totally fine. You know, give yourself permission to do that too. If they call you and uh, or you know, if you have caller ID, and I don't know if the hospital phone would have something like that, but if there's some way that you find out ahead of time who it is, and you know it's one of those people, um, you know, either don't take the call, or you know, you can pick it up and say, hi, how you doing? Oh, gee, I wish I could talk right now, but you know, we're really busy. You know, with the you know, we have to talk to the doctor or you know, whatever you're doing. Um, you know, and it's okay to set time limits. And you can say to the person at the beginning of the call, hey, oh, I'd love to talk to you. I've got five minutes. How are you doing? You know, that kind of thing, so that you can keep it brief to the point um, and you don't even give the person a chance to really get into that kind of stuff. Anybody else have any thoughts about that? Because I bet there's a bunch of us who've spent happy holidays in the hospital. Yeah. Not so happy. Anybody else want to jump in? I think an iMessage is a good one, too. Um uh, I would. Uh, I'd love to talk to you about this at another time, but right now I've got my hands full and I can't deal with more. Uh, it's it's truthful and um, it lets you out of a a tough situation. Thanks, Jean. Any other comments, guys? I think the other piece that's um, that's worth kind of saying is, you know, it, unfortunately, um, it's it's one of those situations where um, if you have mitochondrial disease and you you deal with these unpredictable days and challenges, your holiday schedule may not follow the um, <laughs> the rest of the world's holiday schedule. Right. You know, <laughs> so some of us may be rescheduling Christmas and. <laughs> <laughs> or Hanukkah or Thanksgiving or, you know, New Year's because it just is not working for us that day. And um and that that's okay. You can you're allowed to do that. So all right, Joan, let's let's go on to the next next section of what you have to offer for us. Sure. Um, you know, one thing I'm glad we had that conversation just now because uh the next thing I wanted to talk about was um how do you spend time with the people you do want to spend time with. Um, forget about the folks that, uh, that drag you down, um, you know, and focus on the people that you really, you know, do want to be with, spend time with. Um, surround yourself with people who invigorate you, who energize you, who understand you, and who are, you know, um, you know understanding of your needs. And, uh, and, and focus on those folks. And, you know, we're often in a situation where we may be invited to a big gathering or a party or, you know, a, a, a social event or an event for work um, that we just can't make it to. And it's okay to say that. You know, I'm not going to be able to do that. But I would love to get together with, for coffee with you sometime, you know. So um, it's okay to have, you know, that one-on-one -on -one time. And sometimes that one-on-one -on -one time can be really special and so much more meaningful than trying to get in a few words edgewise in a big gathering. 
Um, so, you know, that's a nice alternative for when you can't make it to, you know, the out-of-town gatherings or, you know, the reunions or all the other kinds of things that are going on this year. Um, if that's not working for you, um, but, you know, you still wish you could spend some time with the person, you know, make it a point to, to maybe set up a time when you can, you know, have a nice phone conversation or meet for coffee or, um, you know, if you're finding that, um, you know, a lot of people will tell me that uh, the holiday season kind of whizzes by in a blur and they feel like they don't even get to spend special time with their own family or their own children. Um, so, you know, a lot of times I'll just recommend, you know, go ahead and make appointments in your calendar. You might have to change them. Um, but, you know, save some time, reserve some time um, for the people that matter to you most um, so that you can focus on those folks and have their positive influence and their their positive energy in your life. So that's an important one, I think, is to you know focus on the people that uh, the people that matter to you most, not just the things that matter to you most. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you know, a lot of times during the holidays, we are we find ourselves just completely overwhelmed with all the to-dos. Um, there's so many extra things that we have to do. Um, you know, so many extra things that are going on around us. Um, and the holidays are a great time to get some help. Um, you know, I, I hope that this is something that you'll do all year round because getting help is one of the best things that you can do uh, to, you know, simplify your life, to make your life easier. Um, getting help is, is a tricky one because it, it does take some time and effort to put the help in place sometimes. Um, if you're hiring help, it takes, you know, the, the money, so there's a budget issue too. Um, so, so help can be tricky, but once you make the effort to put help into your life, it's going to pay back a millionfold. Um, and I'll give you a couple of examples. Um, and this is another thing where, you know, we talked about permission. This is another thing where you need to give yourself permission to get help, whether it's asking for help, hiring help if you need to do that, um, you know, bartering for help. There's some good barter arrangements you can do. We can talk about some examples of that. Um, but, you know, one of my favorites, especially around the holiday season, is uh, getting the groceries delivered. If you live in an area where you've got Peapod or some grocery delivery service, um, use it. It's worth the $10 delivery fee um, to, you know, some of the cheapest help you can hire. Um, and talk about an energy saver. Um, you know, it saves you all the time and energy of, you know, going to the store, remembering your list, bringing your coupons, um, you know, shopping the aisles, waiting in the checkout line, getting back home, putting all the stuff away. Um, grocery shopping is huge. So mm -hmm. if you can get the groceries delivered, do it. Um, I know that, you know, a lot of times you feel like, well, I want to be able to pick out my own fruit or my own meat or, you know, whatever. But try it and see how you like it. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised at the quality, um, you know, the services that I've used. I've used several different kinds just because I like to try different ones and, and uh, you know, experiment a little and see how I like to compare. Um, and, you know, I know people, uh, a lot of people who've tried the, uh, the services in their area I've never heard anything bad about grocery delivery. It's all the worries that lead up to it. But then once you get the grocery delivery, it's great stuff. And, you know, they're usually very, very good about picking out, the, you know, nice quality fruit and vegetables and, and the meat and things like that. So uh, give that a try. And uh, that alone, you know, when, when that uh, delivery truck is, is going back down your driveway and driving away, you will be breathing such a sigh of relief. Um, and, you know, a lot of times the delivery person will actually um, help you bring certain things to certain places in your house. So, for example, one time I, I threw out my back and I asked if they could please put the, um, 
the laundry detergent, the things that went in the laundry room, if they could just put those in the laundry room for me. And they were happy to do that for me um, because those were too heavy for me at the time. Um, you know, and they'll, they'll bring things to your kitchen. Um, you know, they're very, very helpful. Um, I think especially for, um, you know, for anybody, but because, but particularly I'm thinking of um, the adult patients, uh, you really, you need to think of ways like this that conserve your energy. And just the energy to walk from the parking lot to the front of the store, go through the store, check out, carry the bags, get the bags home, carry the bags up to your house. I don't think you'll have the energy left to put them away. And so, you know, I mean, all that energy that was um, expended could be conserved and you could be um, saving up to do the thing that you really want to do. That's that right, day. focusing um, on one of those important you know? traditions that's so, special to you. Right. Um, so that's that's great. And then I I think um, the same applies for parents. You know, something where you can that's kind of hiring cheap help, if you will. You mm-hmm. know, because a lot of times they'll give you a lot of. I I do Peapod myself. They do a lot of coupons for fo. You know, anytime you're a new customer for grocery delivery, they'll give you um, all kinds of bargains at the beginning. And so, um, you know, that's very cheap help, and it gives you the chance to to be more available for your kids. Absolutely. Who, um, you know, all of us with kids with Mito know that, you know, every day really is a gift, and um, especially the good days. And so right. gives you that chance to be a little bit more free to be able to focus on that um, instead. So Absolutely. Yeah, you'll get all kinds of little freebies and, and bargains. Uh, the first time I tried one of our – delivery services in our area, they brought us a free bag of apples. It was so nice. <laughs> so you never know what you're going to get. Um, yeah, I think they're really trying to uh, build up their clientele in, in many areas. So it's a good one to do. And, you know, closely related to that, if you have an errand service in your area, um, you know, a lot of times they can be very inexpensive. I know in, here in the Boston area uh, they just started a, a new one, and I can't remember the, the uh, URL offhand. Christy, I can get you the uh, the website if you're interested. Uh, but their rates were very reasonable. I was so impressed. So, um, you know, look around your area um, for an errand service, and, you know, especially around the holidays, you know, just having somebody bring things to the post office for you or, you know, bringing your uh, clothes to the dry cleaner if you need to do that, um, you know, there's a million, anything you need to do, um, they can pretty much handle it um, as far as errands go. So, um, you know, it's another great way to save your energy um, and 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 still get things done, not let things slide. Um, and it, they they can be very reasonable. Um, I think uh, you know, for any of us also, you can typically um, employ some young people yeah. that are in your neighborhood. I, um, as a habit, always find a 12 or 13 year old who's looking to make a little bit extra money and del- give get them to wrap all my Christmas presents. Yes. Yeah. Um, and with three children, you know, and mm-hmm. we have a lot. And so I'll pay them 25 cents a package or something yeah. like that. And and they're happy they made $20, and I'm happy because that was an hour of um, not needing to do that that That's I could right. spend with my family. And so, you know, I think that it's it's thinking outside of the box of kind of being resourceful. Um, does anybody else have any other suggestions that they have used or um, ideas? or comments or questions at this point? Okay, Joan, what else What else can you share with us? Um, 
Let's see. You know, I just want to kind of reiterate a couple of points I made earlier, you know, kind of related to um, the idea of um, not holding yourself to impossibly high standards. Um, it's to let go of what other people think. Um, many times this is what holds us back from taking action, is this little thought in the back of our mind. Sometimes you don't even realize you're thinking that. Sometimes you don't even realize that's a worry that's holding you back from what you know you really should be doing. Um, but, you know, we, we do. We worry about what other people think or what they might think about us if we don't do a certain thing or what they might think of us if we do something a little bit differently. Um, so, again, give yourself that permission and, you know, let go of what you think others might think. First of all, most of the time people aren't really thinking those bad things that you think they must be thinking about you. Um, but secondly, if they are, you know, you kind of have to let that be their problem. Um, it's sad for them that they think that way. And you can, you know, believe in, and, and uh, be strong in what you know is right for you and for your family and what works for you and what fits in with your particular needs. Um, you know, especially during the holidays, there are so many things that we grow up with, I think, that just, you know, we feel are done a certain way uh, that should be done this way or should be done at this particular time. Um, it's okay of, to let go of that, and it's okay to let go of what other people think. That's an important one. Okay. Right. And then, you know, I also mentioned earlier with the taking time to breathe, but I think in general just taking little timeouts whenever you can, um, you know, whether it's a timeout to, you know, take a break from uh, work or, or work around the house or whether it's work that you're doing, you know, for your job or, or around the house, uh, you know, if you take a little break maybe to play with your kids or if you need a few moments of solitude or if you need to, you know, just take any kind of little break, you know, read an article from a favorite magazine, um, you know, have a glass of water, whatever it is. But, you know, make a conscious effort to not, to not run yourself ragged through your day. You know, you don't have to keep going nonstop, you know, all, all engines forward. You, you don't have to do that to yourself. It's okay to take these little timeouts. And, you know, if you feel like you don't have the time, um, just keep in mind that over the course of a day, if you take maybe two minutes for yourself here, five minutes for yourself there, these don't have to be long breaks. Give yourself these little mini breaks. And over the course of the day, you'll actually end up probably getting more things done and being more efficient, more productive, because you'll be keeping up your energy levels. Um, you'll be keeping up your, your, you know, sustaining your positive attitude so that you can, you know, keep on going and you don't get exhausted. Um, so I think it's important to sustain yourself by taking these little mini breaks throughout the day. Um, you know, in the holiday season for sure, but also, um, you know, just any time throughout the year. That's um, super. So uh, anybody have any comments or questions or scenarios at this point that you'd like to share or perhaps are struggling with that the group could talk about? Well, this is Ruth from Columbus, and, and one issue we have, like Thanksgiving, it's going to be the same thing at Christmas, is traveling. You have to travel two and a half hours to the destination. You spend a few hours, and you travel two and a half hours back, then you're in bed for a week. <laughs> You know, the, the traveling is very hard to do, especially during the holidays. Um, and, you know, it's really not not easy on your body No, no. Um, to to be in the car yeah, sitting yeah. still for that long, especially for those of you or, um, or for your kids who get some uh, deep muscle pain. Yes, yes. Um, do you find that that's aggravated significantly? By yes, yes. It's worse when you sit, yeah. Yeah, I think, um, you know, it's... it's 
it's that's something I've heard from adult patients quite frequently. And for those of us who are parents, if you don't, if you're wondering if your um, little one with Mito is um, comfortable or why they're crying, it could be that those that just extended period of time of sitting and not really being able to move around often really triggers um, that deep muscle pain, especially in the legs. So it's it's challenging. Does anybody have any thoughts or advice on that challenge? Joan, what are your thoughts? Well, I was just going to say, uh, you know, I'm not familiar with, you know, how this works specifically, so correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm wondering if it's possible to, if it's possible that it would help to leave a little bit earlier and allow yourself more time so that you can take breaks, you know, stop the car, maybe at a, uh, a rest stop or, you know, research some destinations ahead of time where you could stop a little bit, take a break, stretch your legs, or I don't know, am I off on that one? No, I I, I kind of do that. We every okay. so often we get out and I just have to you know stand on my legs and move them around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's still you know see, you're still going to have that when you get done at the end of the day. Right. right. Either that or have a family potluck at your house. Yeah. <laughs> That's another thought. Yeah. 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 Um, maybe you could take turns um, every other year, you know, so that you can have it. Um, I do know uh, several families who um, decide to have um, you know the special meals out. There are a growing number of restaurants who are, you know, catering to this need of people who, you know, may not want to host um, the dinner at their house but yet don't want to travel either. Um, so, you know, you can maybe find a, a central location where everybody could meet. And, you know, it depends how open your family would be to this, but, um, you know, maybe explaining to them, you know, how painful it can be yeah. for you to travel that long car ride, um, maybe that's something they'd be willing to consider um, so that nobody really has to do a, a ton of work and, um you know, or you know, the potluck is another great idea, um, where you know you're not having to do all the cooking, but everybody brings something. Um, not no one particular person has to do a ton of work, um, and yet you're still enjoying that that family togetherness time. Any other suggestions that folks have encountered this before? You know, Ruth. Um, the hydration is really important if you're going to be traveling. Yeah, I, I constantly have my glass, yeah. Yeah. yeah and yeah. I do the sipping and the getting out every so often and, and stuff. But it's it's still that, you know, because you don't want to miss those uh, events either with the family. No. Yeah, I imagine you don't, you know. I, I think um, any time you can make make a case for spending the night, it's, yeah. it's worthwhile to do it yeah. so that you yeah. have the opportunity to spend more time, you know, you you want to enjoy the time that you're there and not That's right. um, not come home and crash. That's right. And need 3 days to recover from that from that trip, which probably happens. It happens to our kids too, you know. They just they they enjoy the time they're there but then they did crash. Too. Yeah, yeah. So, um other thoughts or holiday challenges that um that folks are facing? Uh, you know, I was telling Joan a little bit about the the challenge of um, people with mitochondrial disease just needing to pace themselves, and then there's there's so much that feels like this holiday season that if you don't do it, you're not going to get another chance to do it. You know, it's the Christmas tree lighting, you know, in your town or or wherever you live, and you feel like. Um, often, you know, our advice throughout the year is, um, 
well, there's, you know, nothing's going anywhere. You can always do that another time. But you feel this um, this desire to, to do more. And I personally am a big fan of um, advising folks to really write things down um, from two perspectives. One is, you know, if there's a lot that you have to do, I think it really makes sense to have a plan ahead of time and to truly prioritize of those things that are options, what do you intend to do? And and start, you know, put an A or a number one next to the one that you absolutely don't want to miss. If it's Christmas dinner with your family or, a, you know, um, mass at church or whatever it is, and and then go down the list and then then you need to step back and figure out how you're going to make those things happen because um, truly you can't do all of it. And even for those of us who are parents and may have one or um, more kids affected by Mito, we can't we can't hold ourselves to the same standards as the other moms and parents that we may know because they don't have those extra demands that we have. They aren't on the phone with the insurance company. <laughs> For hours a day, and they aren't making extra trips to the pharmacies or changing diapers, you know, on their older kids. They aren't dealing with the same things that um, I think our population is dealing with. So we have to really be choosy about the things that we decide to do. I think, Joan, you mentioned that early on, but I think really writing it down and kind of making that list a public list, you know, hanging it up where the whole family or household can see is brings everybody to the same game plan so nobody's disappointed and everybody actually is looking forward to those things that you're really going to do. I think that's a great idea to write it down and what you might find is you write all these things down and realize you take a step back and look at that piece of paper and say, wow, <laughs> how am I going to do all this? And when, when you start to feel that way, that's your sort of alarm bell uh, to take a second look at that list and see if there's somewhere else where you need to cut back a little bit because sometimes we do take on too much. Um, and then, you know, it's hard to follow through. Um, so you want to just, you know, again, pick those most special things, really narrow it down as much as you possibly can, um, and anything you don't get to this year, you can absolutely do next year. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a, a great idea to write it down and get that visual sense of you know, what exactly do you have on your plate right now. Um, and I had one more th thought that I wanted to share with you all because many people who have ongoing therapies, um, physical therapy in particular, you know, during the holidays, things kind of get put on hold, either because your PT is on vacation or um, the program is not being offered, you know, during vacation weeks or your kids are out of school or whatever the situation is, but... I think that it's really important for your children or for yourself with mitochondrial disease to always be thinking about how you're going to um, keep that baseline that you're at right now. So if, if physical therapy is part of your regimen, you, your therapist gets a three-week vacation, but you, you can't take a three-week vacation because um, we need to be keeping those mitochondria as high-functioning as possible. And so um, one thing that I was thinking about and how to tackle this is a lot of hotels have um, indoor heated pools. And um, in the month of December or right after the holiday, you know, um, in January, you can really get some great deals. And give yourself um, or your family the gift of staying overnight in a hotel for Christmas. It doesn't have to be on Christmas, but whenever you choose. 
and do some warm water swimming if it's for yourself it's or if it's getting your child in the pool. It's great therapy and I think sometimes a change of pace away from the the stresses that you have at home related to the holidays is actually rejuvenating. And it's a great time of year to do that because most places are decorated and it's fun to enjoy someone else's decorations and someone else offering you tea and cookies or whatever it is that you didn't have to prepare. Um, But then you're also finding that therapeutic benefit of really find a place that has a warm water pool so that you can keep the the therapy up as well. I love that idea. So um, so we have time for maybe a couple other questions or, or comments just briefly before we need to say goodbye to Joan. Um, anybody else have any thoughts that they'd like to share or questions for the group? Joan, any closing comments or thoughts for us? I would just say I just want to encourage folks to really savor the small moments, the small joys that come with really any day, but especially during the holiday seasons. Um, I think there's so much pressure to, um, you know, have these big momentous occasions um, and, you know, have things be just so. Um, And I just want to remind people to savor the small little fleeting moments that happen during your holiday season as well. Um, It can be something that's not even related to the holidays. It can be, you know, just sharing a laugh with someone. Um, That's a wonderful joy. Um, it can be, you know, a quiet moment of reflection. Um, it can be, you know, savoring that special little cookie that, that you know, maybe that kind of cookie is, you, know, is, uh, you only eat that kind of cookie uh, this time of year and, and no other time. Um, so, you know, just remember to be, you know, centered and present and enjoy the now of things. And don't worry so much about, you know, what's going to happen or how you're going to get it all done. Um, but, you know, take the time to, to really savor uh, those small joys um, that happen um, every day. And when we take the time and, and, uh, and give ourselves permission, again, to, uh, to step back and, and keep our perspective, um, we notice those small joys so much more easily. Um, and they just seem to, the more you notice them, the more they seem to pop up. Um, so so uh, try to, you know, stay in that mindset of, um, you know, and I think that, uh, that really matches with the true meaning of the holidays anyway. Um, so I guess that's my final thought. Uh, for All right. Today. Well, Joan, thank you so much for thank sharing you. your tips. Now, um, on, on your website, I know you have some more information, so why don't you share with us the, um, the web address for yeah. your website so that folks can go and subscribe to your newsletter and continue to kind of hear from you with some of these tips and reminders all year. Absolutely. I actually have a, uh, a lunchtime teleseminar once a month that's free um, that, uh, you know, we talk about these kinds of tips and strategies um, every month. Um, so if people are interested in joining in on those, um, please do. I, I invite you to do that. Um, and the way to get access to those is to subscribe to my newsletter because that's where, they, uh, that's where the announcements appear each month for uh, the registration link. Um, so if you go to my website, specialneedsparentcoach.com, um, and click on the left, there's a link that says free resources. Um, you'll get to the page that has all my free resources, um, and I'm hoping to add some, starting in the new year, add some new ones. Um, but you can sign up for my free lunchtime teleseminar series. Um, definitely sign up to get on the newsletter list. Um, so that's where you'll find uh, all the announcements for 
any new resource that I put up on the website. Um, there's a, a special needs parent survival guide there. Um, there's a life balance quiz you can take. There's all kinds of goodies there. Um, and you can also subscribe to my blog by email so that when I put up a new uh, blog entry with many of the same kinds of strategies and tips that we've been talking about today, um, you know, I, I try to post uh, at least a few articles a week um, on you know, different things that you can do to simplify your life and, and make life easier. And I try to keep everything practical and doable um, because you know, whoever's reading these things, these, these uh, tips don't have to just be for parents of children with special needs. They can be for you know, anyone. Um, and, uh, you know, these things, these are, anybody who comes to my website, whoever they are, they're usually people who are frazzled and short on time and overwhelmed. And, uh, you know, so I try to keep my, my tips and my strategies uh, super simple so that um, no matter where you are in life, you can take these things and start implementing them right away to make a difference. Um, so that's, that's all you need to do when you get to the website. Uh, just click on free resources, and there will be spaces where you can enter your name and email address, and then you'll be in the system. Great. Thank you so much, Joan, for thank sharing. Thank you for having me today. Yeah, no, thank you for sharing your energy with us today and um, giving us the time to get a little bit centered as we face the rest of the month. And I think actually all of the advice is really relevant right now, but it's really relevant actually all year long because um, because we're always needing to manage that energy budget um, for for all of us who with mitochondrial disease. So thanks again, Joan. I really appreciate You're having welcome. you. You're welcome. My pleasure. Thank you. All right. So um, for anyone else who's still with us, um, we have a few minutes. I, um, I'm just going to end our recording, and then we can chat about any upcoming announcements and so forth. So bear with me one second.